Welcome everybody to the Spawn Me Podcast, episode 167 of our show. Yeah, I'm your host, Khalif Adams, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes Bigfoot look good. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? Fee, fi, fo, fum. I got big feet. Shoes, come give me some. <laughs> what are the shoes supposed to give you, though? Uh, some comfort <laughs> and, and maybe a good value. Uh, so I realized that. So I, I just went and bought some shoes over the weekend. Um, they were literally the largest shoes in the store. Wow. Um, they, they, uh, size 15. So, uh, I went and had to get these shoes. And after I walked out, I was, I said, fee, fi, fo, fum. Um, it, yeah, it's it, the other thing that I realized when your foot is this big, uh, finding shoes is difficult in, in the first place, but then you can't wear all shoes like Chuck Taylor's. I can't yeah. wear those. If I put on a pair of Chuck Taylor's. I need to get a colorful wig and a big red nose because I'm wearing clown <laughs> shoes. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in that boat. Yeah. I, I, there, there are certain kicks that make your feet look way bigger than usual. Yeah. So, like, if you have, like, a really padded toe, then them joints look like you just put, like, you dipped your foot in a big-ass marshmallow yeah. and some fluff. <laughs> <laughs> and you're walking around with, like, foam posit right. boots, <laughs> um, which is not very cool. Um, we are missing the other part of our show this week. Sharif Jackson is doing Sharif Jackson things. He's probably teaching the children how to do math right now. I believe the children are future. He's like beating kids into Pythagorean theorem. He's like, I'm a a A plus what plus what equals C squared. You know what it is. Um, so shout out to Reef. Mad love to him. I will see him soon, uh, during E3 things. So that'll be cool. Um, and we want to thank everybody for listening last week to our kind of E3 rundown. We had a little bit of a, a quick uh, talk about some of the things you're going to be listening to this week um, and even probably into next week because we will have a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of coverage, a lot of uh, E3 uh, coverage coming, coming your way. Um, but one of the things that you need to be paying attention to the weeks after E3 we're going to be hanging out and talking to Chris Algu this week, who is one of the folks that's going to be bringing you the Game Developers of Color Expo, part of Brooklyn Gamery, part of the dopeness that is Brooklyn, part of the dopeness that is New York. Chris Algu, how are you doing, sir? Hey, pretty good. How about y'all? Good, man. Thank you for coming back. You are a returning champion. It is good to see you again. It is awesome to have you back. Awesome to be here. Um, how have things been? How have things been since the last time you came to Chicago? A lot of uh, stuff has, has happened since then. Got married. Uh, pretty sure I moved. <laughs> we <laughs> developed and put out this game, Breakup Squad, that we're working on. And Word. we started yes. working on this GDOC, too. Actually, the last time I was on the podcast, we were talking about Watch Dogs and how terrible it was. Yes. And true, I think true. through the magic of podcasts, we contributed to Watch Dogs 2 being good. So I would yes. I would yeah. like to believe so. I would I would definitely like to believe so. In fact, I was uh watching or watching. I was uh perusing Facebook as one is want to do every now and then um and saw one of my memories which was a shout out from someone on Twitter that works at Ubisoft telling them to listen to our critique of uh, 
how problematic both Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed was. Um, and so, and then Watch Dogs 2 came out and was the exact opposite of that. Um, yeah. both in, both in tenor and consciousness. So, uh, yeah, man, you know, shout, shout out to them if they were listening. Uh, shout out to you, Chris, because you were part of that debate, man. You were definitely part of that conversation. Yeah, totally. Spawn on me, making things happen. There you go. We are doing it all together. That's We're holding right. hands, right. knocking down whackness yes. <laughs> all together. So, you know, one of the cool things that we always harp about on our show, one of the tenets of what we try to do here is to spotlight and give some shine and some love to folks who are doing really dope things in the community and in the gaming space. And, and Brooklyn Gamery forever and a day has been kind of the vanguards of doing really dope stuff in the space. And now the conference that you are going to be putting on on the 24th of June is going to be phenomenal. I want you to have all of the stages talk about exactly what's going to be going on and tell all the folks at home what they can kind of expect um, and kind of how it started. What was the kind of origins of, of the conference? Sure. So the first sort of race in games related thing that we did was a small discussion group we had. There were like maybe 10 or 12 people and we were all just talking about our experiences about race and games and that sort of thing. And we all sort of had a similar thought, which is that there isn't a ton of discussion about all these sort of things, the effects that being different races has as a gamer or as a game creator. So last year we started um, the first Game Developers of Color Expo. We had some rad video games and we had an area for discussion and... uh, about 200 people made it out, and it was super rad, and a lot of people really appreciated it, which made us want to do a second one. So mm. on June 24th, which is not super far off, um, right. nervous sweating, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be hosting the second Game of Color Expo in the historic Schomburg um, Center in Harlem which is Mm. a super incredible place on its own. It's got a lot of great James Baldwin stuff, and it's super rad. But on the 24th, it's going to have our Games of Color Expo, which is going to have an arcade um, with lots of great games, different games from last year. And it's also going to have um, several talks and panels about different areas about being um, a gamer and being a person of color and the way those things intersect. Awesome. I know that some of the, I mean, again, this is the second year that you that you're going to be doing this, and it was, it was really great to to see from across the. I was going to say across the pond, but you're not that far <laughs> from across the country. Um, seeing the New York game space, which has grown immensely in the time that I've moved in the past three years, and in the time that um, I was kind of still back home. To see it grow now to the sp- to, to the place where you can have an event like this at the Schomburg of all places, which is which is a gorgeous space and has so many um, um, amazing exhibits that have been put on over the years. You know, how, how did it transition from year one to year two? What are some of the things that you felt like were things that may have maybe got missed or or things that you saw that you were like, I need we need to as a crew expand upon this. And, and, and for our second venture, uh, make sure that these things are included and it will make it extra dope. So the conversation in the first um, Game of Color 
expo was a large room that we had separated into sections and it was essentially a sort of free-for-all where everyone in the room could talk with each other and that's awesome but what we're doing this year is um trying to have things a bit more focused and a bit more structured so we have talks and panels about areas like surviving the game industry and micro talks about lots of different pieces and about diverse characters and representation or about music specifically. So we want to bring in a lot of great speakers and a lot of great ideas and uh, really focus on some ideas that we think are really uh, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, so one of the things that I thought was really cool about the G-Doc, I'm going to do that branding, baby. Uh, Hashtag branding. (laughs) Yes. so one of the great things about the the first G Doc was was uh, the fact that you guys were able to get some really big name sponsors. Where uh, some of those people able to, to or some of those organizations able to return? Uh, did you get any more? Uh, talk about some of the the sponsors that you guys have uh, this year. And we've been tremendously fortunate with uh, sponsors this year. Actually, we have some. We have an incredible sponsorship from Xbox. We have GitHub, Mozilla, GE, Avalanche Studios, uh, the makers of Just Cause are, are going to be there, and, and lots of other organizations like Games for Change. Um, we're really fortunate that there's a lot of people out there who are also excited about um, starting this discussion and uh, putting this event on. I mean, you guys are big time. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea how it happens, but <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well... Well, you know, I mean, I think I think what what what's happening is you guys put out positive energy, and what the universe gives you back in return is what you what you put out to the universe. So, uh, so you know, props to you guys. You know, I want to talk kind of existentially, abstractly mm-hmm. about about um, why game devs of color are important. Um, you know, obviously, we kind of led things off. Uh, with with talking about watchdogs the the original and how problematic that was another game from ubisoft uh, is in the news right now and that's far cry 5 oh uh, far, yes it is. <laughs> so so you know so we've been talking about it kind of you know we've been kind of dancing around it over the last few weeks here on the show but uh far cry 5 is set in montana has uh lots to do with um, religious and cultish type ideologies, um, militia ideologies. I think I lost you. Oh, you're back. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yes. So, cultish ideologies and militia ideologies and religious ideologies in uh, rural rural America, uh, which which also translates to mostly white America. And uh, you can pick the the cultural background the ethnic background of your protagonist um but you do spend a lot of time working with members of your your team Uh, a few of them are people of color what was your feeling about um the the setup for this game in terms of the the setting and and what they've kind of the, the the information that they've released for this game and then what is what have your has your feelings been about the controversy surrounding surrounding the game? I think as a decision, it's really interesting, and I think it's part of a series which with things like Watchdogs too, where 
for some reason, AAA companies are doing interesting and conscious things. Certainly, right. they, they don't get everything right and that sort of thing. But the fact that they're right. trying, I find really interesting and hopeful for the future. Yeah. Um, I definitely share some of your ideas. Like, lots of video games are about shooting minorities of various kinds. And this yes. is one where you shoot not minorities of various kinds, I guess. Right. And so for, the for that for reason, like I the think first it's... time in the series. Yeah. You know, you know? Yeah, which has been a series where just every new game has been shooting minorities in a different scenic area from an island sort of area <laughs> to a vaguely South Asian sort of place. Which, as a like Indian-descended person, that was an interesting game to play, right. where on the one hand, it's like, hell yes, brown people in a video game. On the other hand, it's like brown people that you shoot. So, right. you know, trade-offs. I get, to, I get to murder them all. Genocide. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And the, the controversy has been, I feel, like, I think my favorite piece of controversy, and one that comes up fairly often, is that you know, why is the enemies in America this Christian group? Isn't, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, shouldn't it be like a Muslim group or like Muslim terrorism <laughs> or whatever? And it's like, have, have you played a video game? Like, right, right. They're all about shooting Muslim terrorists. <laughs> right. One of, the, <laughs> one of the interesting parts, and I guess this is a good, not, well, not, it's a weird segue, but it is a, it is a part of the conversation because, again, like, when you have a whole bunch of folks of color who have these various perspectives and who can speak to them from a very um, nuanced and personal space, I think it, it makes everything um, better and helps the space grow. And I love the fact that you've all built this coalition. Um, I'm just looking at some of the folks who are going to be helping to put the, put the event on. And of course you have cat small who's, who's super dope ride for cat every day. Right. Um, and and some of my favorite folks on on the planet, you have Sean Alexander Allen, Brian Carr, uh, Jared Huntley, uh, uh, Kirk. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. How do you pronounce his last name? I believe it's Musni. Musni, <laughs> and, and my homie, and my homie, Jason Vega. Oh, wow. uh, t- talk about what folks are bringing to the team too, because you have a lot of folks who who have been working in the industry. They've been very outspoken, Sean. Very outspoken <laughs> about. <laughs> about about the way that the industry has treated people of color right. and has and have have been able to bring a lot of ideas and a lot of um valid points to the discussion about you know how we move forward what is the, what has it been to kind of build this coalition together and, and and put together something that is going to i think be something that's going to be lasting for a long time and hopefully will be something that we see every year at this point there's been so many awesome things that these folks have brought. One of them is uh, that they have different skills and that sort of thing. Like, Kat and I know our way around social media somewhat. Kat definitely more than me. But uh, <laughs> some of the other people, like, are really good at social media. And, like, we finally have someone who can make videos and um, create this really compelling media to go on places. So there's mm. that. There's also just... The, you know, having different people with different perspectives. Um, we've had a lot of really good conversations about, like, what the event is about, how we should message it. And we all come from it from our particular angles and our particular experiences. And we were able to have a really good discussion about what the event does and uh, how we can best um, 
make it work. And what was the third uh, question you had? Third, third part of that was, was just more about, you know, seeing that you have this coalition that you built, you know, how does, how does that play into um, kind of seeing where everything is going now um, and also being able to kind of bring some of the, um, the things that we all kind of harp about when we're not online right. to the forefront <laughs> via the, via the uh, GDOC. Yeah, well, another thing that these people um, contribute to the event that's amazing is connections. All these folks know different people in the, in the game industry and the various circles that they've run in. And so we've been able to get in contact with a lot of really good people. And sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How, how, do, how, does all, how does all that kind of um, push the, the, the agenda of the GDOC forward? by having all these folks with you. It helps us run a bigger and awesomer event, I guess. Um, it helps us accomplish all the goals that we're trying to accomplish with uh, GDOC, the event and the other work that we do in that space. Nice, nice. So I guess part of part of one of the great things about this is, again, one of the one of the problems that you have as a person of color who is in geek culture uh in general is that you almost feel isolated you know maybe you have a small group of friends four or five friends who are also people of color that are uh enjoying the same things that that you enjoy and social media has definitely helped um kind of build that community or make that community grow but being able to go into new york and and actually seeing other people that look like you that that share share your diaspora um and and share your passion is great i'm looking at the list of of speakers uh, excuse me speakers and 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 talks that you guys are giving the the list is amazing how are you guys able to um go out and find such a diverse group of people or did they wind up coming to you was it a mixture of both you know how did this happen how how did how were you able to create this this uh you know uh justice league of <laughs> of you know of awesome you know colored folks oh man i'm old let's call this colored <laughs> <laughs> what is that what i wasn't just talking about black people so it's okay <laughs> it's okay i can say it oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, All the coloreds. Was... <laughs> oh my god! That's hilarious. Yeah, it's definitely a combination of all those things. Some of them are, are folks we know, or folks that someone knows who we know, or someone who's folks that we like. Like Samus is going to be there, and we all Joe. really like her. Samus, music come on the show. Hyper. Where you at, son? Oh, come on! <laughs> and we got Spit some dope, dope rhymes. <laughs> and. We got Oria Harvey from uh, Tale of Tales, which is yeah. an amazing studio, and other places, uh, other people who make things that we really like, or uh, people who have really interesting things to say. And yeah, like you mentioned, we have this this Justice League of rad POC. <laughs> right, right. It's so crazy the lineup that you yeah. have right now. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the list of folks that you have, and it is literally a who's who mm -hmm. of dope folks. Who one? I'm jealous because you got Oreo Harvey, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, you got Oreo Harvey, so cool. 
It's so cool. I love her work. But it's also you have such a really diverse um, grouping of folks, not just ethnically, of course, but just from backgrounds and different levels of work. Like I see you have Sierra McDonald here from Xbox. Uh, You have Me Too who's here. You have so many folks. Shout out to Tanya DePass. Of course, Tanya and Yusuf Cole and Dina. uh, Dina, who I love as well. It's it's so cool to see that you have hit um, so many levels of kind of um, what's the what's the word of disciplines mm. within the space. Yeah. Was that something that was really um, important to you all when designing um, GDOC this year was to say, you know, we want to both have hard hitters as far as name recognition, but also. Uh, the things that they will all bring to the table are so vast that we will we don't we don't have a lot of gaps in in our schedule and, and any holes in our game. Yeah, we definitely put a lot of thought into what we wanted to create and um, who we wanted to do it with. So we do have a lot of different disciplines, like you mentioned. We also um, have have a really good gender balance, and mm-hmm. we definitely tried to make it as as intersectional as possible that you know this is this is primarily an event talking about the intersection of 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 race and games but we're definitely adding um those other perspectives and other um points of view as well so again so this is this is the gdoc the uh gdoc the game devs of color uh, convention that's going to be at the Schomburg on June 24th. Shout out to my oldest son who will be turning 27 that day. Um, so uh, shout out to you, son. I love you. Uh, but anyway, so again, again, it's the game developers of color. Um, all are welcomed as long as they are people of color, right? No whites allowed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whites are also allowed. Oh, oh, you're letting them in too? You know, they need they need to, uh, you know, sometimes they get left out of a lot of things. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, one of our hopes for ahead, ahead, uh, sorry, white folks who, who do come to the event is that, you know, by like there's something for everyone to like view and learn at this thing. Our hope is for like white folks to be able to see like the sort of problems and issues that people of color are facing and, you know, feel energized to do something about it. For the POC there, there's a couple different things we want to do. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, just seeing all these great POC on stage and around you. um, We want to help give people like hope that there's other people like them making games and that they can make games and that it's totally a feasible and awesome thing to do. One of one of the really cool things I'm looking over the schedule now that you know during the time that we're talking, and one of the things I absolutely love about um, what you're all doing is during the lunch break, it's like, hey, you have like 45 minutes to go walk around Harlem. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that is that is phenomenal because you we I mean, God, before I before I left, it was starting to become the gentrified Harlem that, that we know and don't love now. <laughs> um, and I think that that even of itself is going to be something that pulls and separates this, uh, this convention 
uh, away from a lot of the other ones that we already currently see is because a lot of times um, folks don't necessarily get the vibe of the neighborhood in which the event is going to happen. And Harlem, as historic as it is and has so much history and so much value to the city, has had a lot of that stripped away in a lot of ways. How important was it to to kind of incorporate that notion into the, the kind of foundation of of the show? And and what what are some of the things you kind of hope that people will be able to take away from that that small that small journey because of time, but uh, something that they hopefully will take away if they're not a New York resident? Harlem is a really awesome place, and there's lots of really cool stuff around there. I'm not sure if in the 45 minutes people will be able to like walk down and check out the Apollo and come back because it's a little right. bit far from <laughs> where it is. But yeah, we've uh, just in in hanging around the area found several amazing food places, uh, a place with biscuits, uh, an awesome uh, bookstore, and Harlem is just filled with all sorts of um, awesome places and awesome people. So people having that for those 45 minutes to go and explore the area, I think is a important part of the event. It kind of fits into the overall goal of highlighting interesting and cool things made by people of color that sometimes might be missed. So if people, so the, the door is open, then the talks begin at noon. People are walking around. Maybe they don't want to see a speaker. So what do they do? They go explore Harlem some more, or are there more things for them to do than just hear awesome people talk? Uh, well, they totally could go explore Harlem, but our arcade is going to be open all day. Right. So there's going to be a broad selection of uh, really rad games, both the sort of more traditional types of games and other things too, like mobile games, uh, virtual reality uh, big multiplayer sorts of experiences. Nice. So if there is a like section of the talk that isn't particularly relevant to their experience or that sort of thing, uh, they can totally hang out in the arcade, play some games, meet some people, and all that good stuff. Um, uh, here's another question. Um, you're talking to two former New Yorkers, two New York expats who will not be able to make it back home to hang out with you guys in Harlem. Um, I guess we're shit out of luck and, and the rest of Chicago that can't make it to New York. We're all shit out of luck or you're actually you gonna... not shit, shit out of luck. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. We're uh, working really hard to get some really good streaming set up. Um, we have this awesome closed captioner that's going to be typing everything that all the speakers say live and putting Shut it right onto nice. the stream so people who aren't in New York can totally get in on this um, awesome con. So here so he so here's my question. Um I know that expos like this um especially when they're in kind of confined spaces you always want you want to make sure to 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 get everyone in to see all the things. I know some of the games that you're going to have that, that are going to be uh, in the arcade are really, really dope. And I'm super excited about all of them. Um, I see uh, uh, Noir. I, I'm, I know I'm saying it wrong, it, but it's like the, the, the luxury food ramen game that I, <laughs> that I keep seeing from the folks over at Terrifying Jellyfish. What are some of the other games that you really want to see get some love and, and have some shit? It's not, I'm not saying to call favorites because it's not a favorites question. 
But what are some of the things that you really want people to kind of take notice of um, so that they can go home and talk about them uh, when, they're at, when they're done with the show? Well, some games that I'm hyped about personally um, are the are the, the Joylancer, which has been in yes. development for a, a little while, and it's just been getting better each time with more and more features. It's basically like one of those super sick action games like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry or whatnot, which is one of my favorite genres, but it's 2D and with this Game Boy sort of aesthetic, it's really fast and action-packed. There's also Card Witch, which I actually, I'm not super familiar with how it plays because I've only seen little bits and pieces of the art on Twitter. (laughs) But it looks super rad and I definitely want to see how it plays and what it looks like in person. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of digging through some of the lists, and there's one that really intrigued me called the Ultimate Clapback. <laughs> that that I want. I'm dying to know more in, more information about that. So I will be definitely checking out the stream and asking people for more information about that because that seems like that's going to be very, very, very dope. Um, so we're almost out of time. Uh, we're about to wrap up. What are some of the things that you definitely want to share with the folks so that they know? specifically when they get to the Schomburg to look out for? Um, what are some of the things that you need to know? I, I'm sure that, that you have a code of conduct um, uh, thing posted on the site for it. But let everybody know where they can go get some more information, uh, what time everything starts, uh, and what are some of the things that they can look forward to? Sure. So all of the information about our event is at gdocexpo.com or gamedevsofcolorexpo.com. They both go to the same place. You can also um, find out about all that stuff on Brooklyn Gamery's Twitter or Facebook page. Um, the Twitter is just at Brooklyn Gamery. The Schomburg Center in itself has all sorts of rad exhibits and uh, things to see, like the James Baldwin stuff that I mentioned earlier, and, and other floors of just really interesting uh, exhibits that are awesome to look into in between video games and talks and that sort of thing. So, oh, uh, yeah, again, uh, where are you streaming? So you guys are streaming, but where? Right. We're going to be streaming on YouTube through our um, Brooklyn Gamery YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Brooklyn Gamery. Look at you doing the the extra plug. Podcast voice. Awesome. Yes. Make sure you you subscribe Uh, and and, and click like. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Down below, right where you can see it. Right. Um, Smash that like button. Right. Smash that like button. Yes. Um, so I got to say, on behalf of Bricago, Chris, and the rest of everyone at, at the BG, I, I, I love you all. I really am just like phenomenally just happy that this is happening again. Um, hopefully next year we can actually help be a part of it. I would love to do something with you all. That would be awesome. See if we can all get Bricago and the BGs together. The BGs. Yes. Come to New York. We could be, be staying alive together. It would be so good. <laughs> it would be so so good. So again, thank you all for doing this amazing work, setting these, setting this foundation, and and getting all this stuff done because it is absolutely needed. It is so necessary. I was just harping. And, and and talking on Twitter earlier this morning about we need our own shit. We need to own our own shit. I was almost on 125th Virtual Street. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how much we need our own shit. And this is great to see right. that we do kind of have our own shit. Right. And this is this is awesome. So Yeah, so on the GDOC.com 
website in the upper right corner, there's a big green get tickets button. So if you're yes. in the area or if you're able to make it, definitely click on it and get yourself a ticket and get a ticket for anyone else who you'd like to bring with you. Um, a big part of what helps um, events like this grow and uh, become stable is people getting tickets and coming to them and that sort of thing. And like we've been talking about for, for the past um, hour or so, we have a lot of really great programming and really rad stuff. So we think you'll have a rad time if you do make it out. So see, we're, we're about to get up out of here. Um, before we end this episode, again, everybody in Chicago, we have a lot of stuff coming your way next week from us. Uh, we still haven't figured out a, a, a solid schedule about uh, when things are going to go up, um, when we may be having some live streams from C. Uh, there are a lot of things that have to get discussed, but check out our social media feeds. Right. Uh, we will definitely be sharing that out once we have all of that together and ready. Um, and just make sure that you're paying attention to our YouTube channel because a lot of stuff should be going up there and your usual podcast feeds. So with that said, see, get us up out of here, Bray. Let's get out of here. So uh, you want to check out our show, you go to, or if you want to check us out on Twitter, you can go to at Spawn on Me on Twitter. Um, find our individual handles in the bio information there. Uh, check out spawnon.me. That is our website where you can find information about what we're doing and all that good stuff or esn.fm slash spawn on me. Find uh, this episode and all of our previous episodes, all of our archives are right there. Uh, if you're checking out the show, uh, you can do it on iTunes or NPR one or Google play music or whatever your favorite pie catcher is. And of course, remember when you're going to youtube.com slash Brooklyn Gamery and you're clicking that subscribe button and you're mashing that like button, make sure you do the same on a place where you get our show where you can subscribe. And if there is a place where you can rate and review, make sure you do that because that really helps a lot. If you have a question or a comment or something that you want to say or something you want to send or what have you to us that is a little bit more than 140 characters, you can email it to us, spawnonmepodcast at gmail.com. Damn, that was smooth like baby butt. Anyway, <laughs> um, one last thing before we get up out of here. I just got word from our wonderful folks over at Xbox Two things, the uh, GDC Fireside Chats uh, that I helped host yes. earlier in the year, they did two really cool quick roundups of that event. Uh, you will see my smiling face talking to Tanya and Gordon Bellamy for a hot second. Um, and also, I got some word that the audio from that event should be able to go live very, very soon. So I will put all that stuff together because I've been holding it. Um, I, you know, you sign things when they when they tell you you've got to be on Xbox. They're like, you got to sign these things so we don't sue you if you say something terrible and ratchet. Uh, but that stuff should be coming out soon. Word. So pay, keep keep an eye out and ear out for that Word. stuff as well. So everybody, Chicago, we love you all. We will see you all very very very, very soon. Very soon. Refresh your feeds. All the time. Yes. All right, Ricardo. We love y'all. Peace. Hey.